This is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon to you at home. Welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. My name is Bokuzi. Welcome to CliffCentral.com. I'm going to be with you between 3 and 4 o'clock. It's another power show t- today, and I can promise you, you don't want to leave your seats. Um, and in South Africa, we're in the midst of celebrating Women's Month. So today is a show where I've got two beautiful ladies that are going to be sharing their stories, inspiring stories, and I can tell you, it's something that you want to look forward to. But I just want to share something with you, and then maybe the introductory phrase of our show. I was watching something very interesting that's got to do with women in South Africa. And we do know that um, recently we just lost uh, Mama Winnie Matigizela Mandela. Uh, who's a very, very strong warrior in, in terms of fighting for the freedom in the country. And I saw a documentary on one of the TV channels which really magnified my perception and my view of what it is that she did in South Africa. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of lessons to be learned there, not only from young, young ladies that are growing up to be women, but in terms of uh, women at large, I mean, she, she really fought a great fight. And when I saw that documentary really showing us a clearer picture of what she was all about, I must say that I was one of those people that really didn't pay much attention while she was alive and to really take time to understand what it is that she's all about and what she did in the, in the struggle in terms of South Africa. Um, I knew that she was obviously married to um, Dad Nelson Mandela. But, you know, when you begin to dig deep to see the history of our country, you see how beautiful it is. And, I mean, she's a great example. And we, we do know that um, a lot of the women out there, especially um, Nomza Mombata, who said she, she never died, but she multiplied. And we do know that a lot of women are also following um, on those footsteps in terms of trying to make sure that they make a difference in whatever space they are and to try and sort of to motivate because Mama Winnie Matikizela Mandela, she did so much in terms of uplifting the communities um, and uh, one of the things that I really caught that was very, very inspiring was that uh, one of her friends, her neighbors said that um, at the time when uh, uh, Tata Mandela was in, in, in the presidency, um, she, she had two houses that were given to her uh, by the state, one in Cape Town, one in, 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 in Gauteng and she said, look I'm not going to move away from the people that I grew up in. I'm going to go back into the township. I want to I want to live here. I want to build here and I want to die here. And that shows so much courage from her side. But I just thought that I should just share her story as we begin this show. Because we're all about power women. Women that are doing it, uh, it for themselves. Women that want to succeed. Women that want to excel in their spaces. And again, we're part of the celebration of Women's Month this month. And again, my name is Bokuzi. My handles are at Bokuzi. You can interact with us. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. Messages. Um, as far as I'm concerned, and I think the number is 079-748-2090. It's 079-748-2090. You can send us WhatsApp messages as you listen through. Maybe there's a question that you want to pose to our guests on the show. And maybe you're hearing something interesting. You have questions. Whatever it is, just to keep that interaction between us and yourselves. But then again, you can also follow us on social media. It's at cliffcentral.com. Um, you can follow me at Sbokuzi. You can tag us. It's the hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. Uh, we are always here to give you uh, a very a, a deep, 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 impactful show uh, to make sure that we keep you inspired back home. Look, man, there's a lot of things that young people are doing out there. Um, I had the privilege, actually, just before I came to the show. Um, thanks, by God's grace, that, um, you know, my hustle is moving forward. And, you know, it's always important that you assess yourself. You see yourself in terms of how far you are. We're reaching the, almost the end of the year. And I think um, anybody can take a reflection as we just uh, finish off the year in terms of have you really made uh, progress? Have you really moved from where you were in the beginning of the year? Do you see yourself getting closer to your dream? Or are you a person that is lazy? Um, are you really procrastinating and not letting yourself push to the limit and push to the in the pace at which you're supposed to? And again, I think I've surrounded myself with some really, really great young people, uh, really young Great young men that are really doing it for themselves. One of them is, um, two of them are in the architect space. The other one is within uh, transportation and they're really shaking the industry up. We're going to be actually having them in the next couple of weeks to hear some of the inspirations. And I'm really blessed to be able to be amongst, to be amongst such uh, young people. And this is what is needed to make sure that you always surround yourself with good people, with people that are pushing and always um, aiming for the, for the sky and beyond. But yeah, today I've got myself uh, with me in studio. 
um, a beautiful young lady who's uh, who's, who's going to introduce herself. I'm gonna I'm not going to do the honors. I'm gonna give her the opportunity as she steps forward to really speak about herself, to introduce herself to you, the listeners back home. Uh, she is a DJ based in Johannesburg in Gauteng, and she's really doing uh, great work. And she's following amongst the footsteps of some of the greatest uh, female DJs in the in the country. And she's really doing well. She's going to share her story, where she comes from, um, everything that's got to do with her career and where she's going. Because she's really just doing some phenomenal work. And I'm very sure that at home, there's a lot of women that want to be DJs. Maybe this 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 show is for you out there to really um, understand what it takes. What are the challenges? It's not as easy as it looks. Um, especially for the females I mean it's a space that is very male dominated And to have young females that are trying to crack into that industry It takes a lot of guts It takes a lot of patience It takes a lot of energy In order for you to do that So this show is for you back home And um, you can continue to listen to us uh, But yeah I want to bring S.I. Jones onto the mic Hi. Am I active? Am I online? There we go Yeah <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing so great, eh? Okay. Yeah. So where do we start this? Look, man, I think we start at the fact that, I mean, we long overdue the fact that we're supposed to have this show. I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's been a couple of glitches that have come in yeah. between and, and, and disturbed that. But thanks thanks to God that we've, been, we've managed to, yeah. to put something together. Yeah. But yeah, you can start off by just introducing yourself to the listeners back home. All right. My name is Sai Jones, the Bay DJ, all-time entertainer. And um my actual ID name, just so you know, get to know me personally, is Nesbo Makangana, but you can call me Sai Jones. As he has mentioned, I'm a DJ, and I'm not only a DJ, by the way, I'm a DJ, I'm an event MC, I'm a club MC, hype girl, businesswoman, aspiring philanthropist, etc., etc., etc. I try to wear as many hats as possible, but the one that is my main, main, main baby is music, entertainment, and DJing. Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to streamline everything. We're going to start in the <laughs> beginning because we've mentioned so many things. Yes. And you want to find out more about S.I. Jones. Um, S.I. Jones, where do you originate from? Where were you born? All right. So, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to I was born and bred in Tata. I went to um, high school in Tata. And um, I went to varsity in Gramstown, Rhodes University. Shout out to Rhodes University, by the way. And yeah, basically, that's the, I guess, the gist of my background, if we can say it, call it the gist of my background, yeah. All right. We want to find out in terms of for you to paint us a picture in terms of uh, your upbringing, your younger years, <laughs> when you were, you know, you were a toddler and everything, because we want to find out in terms of with with what you're doing right now, yeah, yeah. was there anything in the early stages of your upbringing that really gave you an indication that, firstly, you're not going to settle for a nine-to-five? Yeah. Oh. Um, and, and, and is there anything that in the younger years of you growing up that you noticed that, look, this is the direction that, I've always wanted to go to Listen, this is the most interesting story That I've ever told On any interview I won't even lie to you So when I grew up, I never Well, you know in your heart, in the depths of your heart You have that thing that kind of Tells you that this is what you want to become And But then growing up where I grew up I knew I wanted to be entertainment Let me say that But I suppressed that that feeling That that thing of wanting to become an entertainer uh, Because of the resources there That weren't available in the Eastern Cape I remember I wanted to enroll at a dance school at some point Mm -hmm. uh, But there wasn't one in Tata And my mom wouldn't settle for me going to boarding school in East London So I was just like, okay, fine then It's cool, it's okay I'll just go here I'll just go here Let's just do this then Mm -hmm. Um, So what happened was You know when you go with life And you end up making your decisions based on what life is giving to you Not based on what you want to do Or what what you feel like But rather what is on the plate right now Mm -hmm. That's what I found myself doing So I studied um, I went to high school I was enrolled in a stream of sciences so um, I did the basics, maths, science, and geography. Yes, maths, physics, science, geography, chemistry, yes. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, um, it was time to decide varsity. Mm-hmm. And when varsity came, I was like, ah, nah, man, I studied this thing. So, you know what, might as well go ahead and, you know, pursue this thing further. Mm-hmm. And at that point, 
I was just like, I don't have many options because there weren't many options that I could pursue. At that point, nothing in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit was entertaining being an entertainer. Do you get me? But then thank God for Rhodes University. I got to Rhodes University. Uh, first year, there's this thing called uh, Rhodes Music Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Rhodes Music Radio. Um, I, 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 I signed up for Rhodes Music Radio. Upon signing up to Rose Music Radio, they had offered a lot of courses there. So you could be an on-air presenter. You could be a content producer. They also offered um, skills on how to DJ. So me, me being me, I went in and I told them I want to become a DJ, not a, a radio DJ. And then they taught me how to, how to DJ. That was around 2012. That's when I learned how to DJ. And then at some point, this, there was this thing in my heart that wasn't sat- satisfied. You get me? I wasn't satisfied. I went to my, I went to the station manager's office at the time, I remember, and I told him to his face, I want to be on radio. Okay. And you know what he did? He threw me onto the drive time show that I was on at the time. He was like, okay, cool. I hear you. Be co-host the show. I was like, whoo, okay. That's a deep throw in the end. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. And, and this is your, and this is your first year. This is my first No, this is my, fir- this is my first half in okay. Yes, my first year About half into my first year Alright So um, I go in there um, the, 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 the lady that was doing the show Nushe She's great She's awesome And apparently I killed the show Because as soon as we walked out At 6pm The station manager was like Yo, you got the job I was like, woo Hey, <laughs> well done up? to you. <laughs> so from there, I grew from, I guess, when I was still DJing in the local clubs over there. Sure. Um, I was, I, I got a, I got, I got a slot being co-host, uh, on the drive time show. I was like, yo, this guy really believes in me. Okay, cool. Got us, got a slot, became co-host. And then from there, I was like, I need to start producing content now. I mean, I've got a lot of ideas that I want to put on the floor. So let me go ahead. And then they gave me the chance. I learned how to do that. And I produced my own show. I used to do a, a, I used to um, present and produce a house music show. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. A all house music show. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm an all house music DJ. Sure. So that was really much in line. And yeah, this is where I'm at right now. At some point, I decided let's go to the mother city of entertainment and about two years ago, I decided just drop your entire life, girl. Finish. I finished my degree. By the way, I finished my degree. Okay. I did a BSc law just for those who well are interested. Done. Yeah, well okay. <laughs> I did a BSc law. So right. I dropped everything and I came to pursue my dream to become an entertainer here in Joburg. So now here I am. All right. So now you move from the Eastern Cape, right? Yeah. yeah. And you find yourself you are in Gauteng, so Johannesburg. <laughs> um, and you said you moved here how many, how many years it's ago? It's about two years now. I think I'll be finishing two years in September. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then when you got here, what were some of your challenges in order to settle down? I mean, you dropped everything. It's a new life. Mm-hmm. You were in Eastern Cape. In fact, before <coughs> you actually mention anything, were there any challenges that you faced? I mean, f- being in a, in a male-dominated mm. uh, space, especially even if it's radio mm-hmm. and you wanted to DJ, what were some of the challenges that you faced back home in Eastern Cape? Um, what do you mean? In, in, when in I was still there or? When you were still there. I mean, um, it, can I tell you something? In the Eastern Cape, the, the males there were way much more receptive of me entering their space than the males the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something very interesting for them because I don't think that they had had a woman deciding all of a sudden that, yo, this woman just wants to do this thing and she wants to do it full force and full on. So they're very sure. supportive. I won't lie to you. And I think I started a trend after I popped up amongst the female DJs in the Eastern Cape and Gramstown, a lot more female DJs starting, started popping up after me. Yeah. And some of them still tweet me to this day and they're like, yo, um, you are the reason. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I'm not sure if I answered you. Did I answer you? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Most, so, most definitely. Most definitely. Okay, I mean, cool. I mean, uh, the reason being that, I mean, you mentioning that you have people that are even still yeah. until today. Yeah. I mean, that means that you're an example. You did something that, uh, many, many other females, maybe in, in their minds, they said, look, I can never do this. Mm. Or this is something that is not made for us. Mm. And this is for me what, what is important. I mean, that's the whole point of, of bringing you guys to show that, yeah. you know, you can actually do it. And no matter where you come from, where you are, as long as you're persistent. Mm. So now, yes, you are in Gauteng and you find yourself here. And now you have to start a new life. Mm. What was your first step? <laughs> Sure. 
I remember um, I remember this at the time I was still in Grahamstown I decided Let me just drive to Johannesburg yeah. Apoca Hotel I came with my friend Who's actually in studio right now Annelisa Shout, <laughs> Shout out to, out to her <laughs> <laughs> So um, uh, There was this year I decided Let me just Come spend some time here It was I think two weeks That we were here And uh, we Booked in a hotel Because that I had decided I had planned And I thank God For instilling The heart of planning mm-hmm. Into my spirit Because you can't Even though I'm and moved and that's how it seemed he had planted that sissy plan ahead go and see exactly who wants you there and how much they want you there if they are willing to receive you there and also make as many connections as you can as possible and thank god for my personality because i am seriously a person who is just i'm i'm a groove on its own i won't even lie to you because i <laughs> made a couple of connections in the eastern cape because as soon as the the entertainers from johannesburg came through to the eastern cape they used to come into my studio and i used to interview them sure. so we used to groove together mm-hmm. a lot when they were that side All right. so i had already had those people uh who who knew what i was capable of so sure. i when i got here i was like yo i i hollered i well i hollered so when i got here it was a matter of executing the plan so um get here see who wants you like i said how bad they want you if they're willing to receive you and if you've got any anyone who wants you so bad then you are definitely going to move here and thank god i had People who wanted me here so bad. I remember sitting, uh, I'm not sure if Infinix is a girl kid called Infinix. She's a DJ. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if she'll remember, but we're sitting. She's a buddy of mine. Uh, uh, yeah? Yes. She's a cool chick, isn't she? Very, very, very. cool. Very. I yeah. remember we were sitting having drinks and she's like, you're a DJ. I was like, yeah. Then she was like, sissy, move this side. There's no other place that makes sense but for you to be here. I was like, uh, 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 mm, let me, let me first finish what I'm here to do. Let me first establish this, this baseline. Do you get me? Yeah. And then, yeah. I got here, I got here, I hollered at the first person who hollered at me on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out to Perry, y'all. <laughs> yes. Perry owns Kantari. Um, sure. so, um, when I go, he, he had already hollered at me on social media, I was like, yo, I want you to be part of, part of this. This is what I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Then when I got here, he's the first person I met. And to actually just disabel and obey teta, benzo sabel, apagui and sabel by Kantar funandonicum. Sure. So, nyanke, I went to Perry, I went to Kantari, we sat down. And he made me audition live just to make sure that I can actually DJ. I respect him for that. And yeah, um, the, the audition went well, I guess, because I ended up at some point being part of their team at Kantari. So it was, that was such a big step for me. And I won't say that it was easy. It was not easy. Yeah. It was not easy. It wasn't easy at all, uh, because, um, number one, the planning process and to execute the planning process sure. is, is, is time of its own. Mm-hmm. But also, you think that you can build something from, um, from, 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 from what people tell you. And then when you get here, people no longer know who you are, but you guys used to be a big deal together wherever you were. Sure. But now when you get here, nobody wants to just, you're like, cosign me, cosign me, dololo cosign. Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm. Like, you know the biggest people in the industry and you're like put me on put me on but they wouldn't they don't, they don't want to put you on yeah. why still don't know look I'm, i must say that you actually did a very good job when at kantari because i think oh yeah coming across your brand and your name i i saw you a lot in terms of social media <laughs> and pushing the night and all of that thing you know you kind of stood out and i must say that you did a great job i yeah. mean for, for for someone that has just moved to Gauteng, mm. you you find yourself um into a venue that is popping because mm. at that time Kantari was on another level. Yeah. You know, and you were right in the midst of it. I was. Hey, yeah. listen, shout out to Kantari, shout out to Perry, shout out to everybody at Kantari who gave me a chance because at some point, shout out to Lulo Cafe actually. Yeah. Because um, at some point he requested me to become one of his residents on Wednesday. Sure. And at the time he wanted me as, 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 as his MC and his resident. And at the time I was just like, whoa, this is huge. And then um, when uh, he decided that he wants to pursue his other ventures and leave the club life at Kantari, they decided to give your girl the the lead in terms of hosting Wednesdays at Kantari. Yeah. So that was a big deal. All right. <laughs> so I was owning, managing Wednesdays at Kantari. You were on the spotlight. <laughs> yes. All right. Sure. <laughs> so the spotlight. And how did that go? It went very well. Um, it went very well. I won't even lie to you. It went very well. Um, those nights were very successful. They were very, very successful. And so you were raising that backing track. I can hardly hear myself. All right. Continue. <laughs> but, yeah, but level us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So yeah. Um, the nights went very well. Um, 
but because of some certain circumstances and things that uh, we could not oversee, the nights had to end. But that wasn't, that was never the end of me. And I remember at the time I even, um, I was, um, the hype girl for Icon Soweto. Mm, did you know that? Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I did some time at Icon Soweto. Yeah. And that was fun as well. And that kind of sums up the journey that I've been through in Johannesburg. And from there, things have escalated and elevated. I thank God. I think everyone who put me on, but everything came with its own price, with its own price. Sure. But prices that I could obviously pay, not prices that I couldn't pay or wasn't willing to pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't willing to pay, but prices that I could pay. Mm-hmm. I guess the price of working hard. Uh, the price of knowing what you want and the price of having a thick skin and not letting anybody get under your skin. Because as a woman in this industry, you need to have a very, very thick skin. Sure. You need to take the, the, when they say, Oh, I didn't know a female could play this well. You need to smile at that and yeah. not, you know, you need to, you need to, and when sometimes you need to take comments such as, Oh my goodness. Um, I'm, 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 I'm you mix better than most of the guys I know. You need to, Take those comments not as insult, but somehow find a way to divert them to work for you. Sure, you need to be able to um, to receive the fact that you need to work twice as much as a man does. To be quite honest, to get to their level, we need to accept that. But also, when you get to that position, the glory is just like, yeah, it's quite satisfying when the people that didn't believe in you yeah. come up to you mm-hmm. and say, "Yo, props." That sure. is that is a bit satisfying. I won't even lie to you. It's satisfying to anybody. So I'm going to say that the fight will be extensive. No lies about that. And it has been for me as well. I mean, I'm still fighting. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure. not even close to where I want to be. Yeah. I have a baby production company that I'm trying to birth and I'm trying to release content under. Mm. I've got some businesses that I'm trying to raise. But unfortunately, everything is not going as well as it should be, but we don't quit. We're still pushing. Sure. We're trying to build things. We're trying to build brands. We're trying to build empires. Do you get me? Yeah. yeah. Now, the interesting thing, sorry to just interject mm. there, but um, the beautiful thing about you having having you on the show is the fact that you're actually showing us that you have to be a multifaceted person. True story. You must be able to be dynamic. Mm. And in being dynamic, you are able to sort of push yourself um, much better. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, it, it's not enough just to focus on one thing. Mm, and mm, I think that's mm. the nature of the media industry. I yeah, mean, you see yeah. it on a lot of people, yeah. you know. And, and I mean, some people just think that if you want to be a presenter, I must just push presenting. Yeah. And you know, it's always, always nice that you become a presenter and you can also act. Act, yes. You can be a presenter. You can also do this because look, opportunities come in different ways. Sometimes mm. you go for something that you didn't initially wanted to do mm. and then it leads you to, to, to the actual thing that mm. you wanted to do in, in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, when it comes to to that you need to always be versatile versatility is the most important thing that you can have in this industry especially in entertainment rather uh it's the most most important thing that you can have underneath your belt number one to make sure that you don't go hungry number two (laughs) to make sure your bills are paid I laughed at that too hard. Um, why, why do you laugh at that? No, because I, you, you, no, I'm laughing at it because it's, it's ironic that, and it's ironic and, and unbelievable that you think some things you will never ever go through or that you see other people who are going through things yeah. that you never thought you'd go through and you sure. realize that well, this thing is a real thing, huh? I want to actually ask you if you can comment on that because I think you've seen a lot of struggles, you know. <laughs> Maybe you can share a thing or two. Just come on online. I don't know if I can hear you. Just test. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. You okay. are. Yes. Firstly, before I go to what she said, I'm gonna tell you guys something that I was told at school. Mm. They, they said, as an artist, you are going to starve. Yeah. She's just trying yeah, to make it a story. Cake. She doesn't want to make it as ugly as <laughs> Listen, PR right and now. stuff. So it, she's it's very basically ugly, yeah. just saying to you guys, you will starve. Mm. And I've seen her you will almost starve. starve. Look. But the yeah. thing is, mm. the person that she's telling you guys that she's been is the truth. It's allowed her not to starve. Mm. Okay. She's, she's, I've seen her on the line and then I've seen her bounce off the line and elevate herself. Let me tell you Truly. something. One of the things that you're really interested in in mm. the show is to actually for you to cast, to take us through your cracks. Mm. And and yeah. I think I would love for you guys to just share something a story of you at that time <laughs> at that place. 
to actually give us a very close up feeling of what it means when you're saying that you go hungry. What does it really mean? No, man, For someone listen, that's listening, I'll tell what you right now, you get to a point of a dry freaking season. You're like, it's like, you get to a point where it's December. Gigs are nice. You eat your money because you <laughs> think it'll go on the same streak. January comes. You can still pay your freaking bills and stuff like that. Now February comes. And March. January was dry. And then you stare with your best friend. And then, then, you, stare with, and then you stare with your best friend. Yeah. Who's just, exactly. Do you sure. get me? Yeah. So you stay with your best friend. And then imagine now, who is a student, by the way? So you kind of need to, who was, yes, who was a student. So now you kind of need to make sure that all your both stomachs are fed, number one. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that, number one, if your best friend needs entertainment, something must happen. You must just make a plan. Sure. So it was just, and, and it was just now, imagine, the streak of January and then entering into February, dry, heck, dry ass season, driest season. I name one <laughs> entertainer who's still trying to build their lives and has told me that <laughs> I nearly went through a panic attack. I wouldn't even like it. I remember I will tell this I personally, this is me personally, so that people can feel like they can share their personal stuff. I went through a freaking panic attack this other time. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yo, I even put it on my on on my status. I'm like, I can't breathe right now. But thankfully, um, a couple of my mates in the industry were just like, "Dude, what's happening?" And I was just like, "Yo, I know it's not going so well right now." And he and one of them were just like, "Dude, this happens to everybody." Uh, he was just like, "This happens to everybody." But what you need to make sure you do is just try as hard as you can to do what you need to do. And move on And then he was like For you not being able to breathe right now Distract yourself And I couldn't breathe I won't even lie to you And what I did He was like Watch a movie Listen to music Do something to distract yourself And I, I took his advice And it helped It helped a bit I won't even lie to you mm-hmm. It helped um, I, 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 At least the, 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 the panic attack subsided mm-hmm. uh, And then I got to a point Where I realized Yo I need to think Because I got to this point I got to this point To the point of Glamour because I thought And to a point where you're almost You're seeing yourself sinking And it's a multiple reasons why you're seeing yourself sinking By the way, it's not just one So you need to evaluate exactly these reasons Why you're sinking And sure. try to eliminate them piece by piece And I'm not going to lie to you That takes time uh-huh. um, You don't just bounce back But when you bounce back, do it with glamour Just make sure you do it with glamour and elegance That's that's my advice to everybody Yeah. Do it with glamour and elegance but the, the, the struggle is real, by the way. Yeah. Yo, the struggle is real. Hashtag the struggle <laughs> is real. But bounce back. So important. Awesome. All right. Cool. <laughs> so um, I have something for you back home. It's something that's got to do with a movie screening. Okay. Today is the day of our next exclusive movie screening, The Equalizer 2, and are officially out of tickets to give away. We can't wait to hang out with you and the rest of the CliffCentral.com crew. So have uh, some popcorn and coke on us. We enjoy this action thriller showcasing Denzel Washington at its best on Thursday the 23rd of August, the day before it hits cinemas nationwide. Denzel is uh, reprising one of his signature roles as Robert McCall in the in, in the Equalizer 2, which hits cinemas on the, on August 24th. McCall serves, um, an unflinching justice for the exploited and oppressed, but how far will he go when that is someone, someone he loves? When his former agency boss, the only friend, is killed in an ordered hit, McCall leaps into action to, to avenge her death, uh, to settle the score. He will have to face four highly experienced killers who have the same precision training as himself. Count down with us by using hashtag the equalizer two. That is something for you. If you are into movies and you want to check out something that is interesting, you can join us, um, the Cliff Central crew on the 23rd of August, just before the, the movie actually hits the cinemas nationwide. That is something interesting. So now we were just listening to SI Jones who shared her story. I have another lady, beautiful lady in studio as well, who's in a different, who is in, um, in the modeling profession. And she's going to be sharing her story in terms of, uh, where she started, um, you know, the challenges, um, and all of that, but I'm not going to speak a lot. I'm going to actually let her say everything for herself. Welcome to the show. Zonke. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Great. All right. Cool. 
introduce yourself to the listeners oh, back hi. home. Hi. Yes. Um, my name is Sipesitle Zonge and I am a Miss Tissue SA queen. <laughs> Yay. Yes, the All first right. one. Yes. Sure. Yes. But to correct you, I don't do just modeling. Okay, yes. what more do you do? So I'm now studying my BA degree in, t- in television production. All right. Yes. So Sile is, yo, Sile, oh my gosh. She's a phenomenal woman t- to start with. And she's always like staying in her own lane. That's okay. one thing she always makes sure that it sticks in her head and never forgets because in the entertainment industry, funny enough, when I was listening to her, I could relate to some of the things that she was talking about because I'm also in it. You know, I'm, I don't just model on, you know, mm-hmm. my profession would be television production and directing. Sure. So that is my career path. So, yeah. So where were you born? So I was born in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. but um, by nationality, I'm Kosa. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have two class of women yes, in the studio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So sure. I was born in Johannesburg, the West End, where I started um, living in Gahiso, and then I moved to Boulder Park. So now I'm still at Boulder Park. All right, cool. And then you still where? Waldrop Park. All right, cool. So you you were born and bred in Gauteng. Yes. Have you ever lived in any other parts of the country? Nah. Visited <laughs> any other parts of the country? I've visited. Durban, I visited Eastern Cape. Alright. Yes. Your origins are from Eastern Cape? Yes, at Queenstown. Queenstown. Yes. Alright, yes. great. So we've got two cluster women in the studio. Uh, shout out to the cluster clan, you know, representing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm sure in terms of your career and what you're in, um, again, as I was uh, speaking to SI Jones, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the upbringing, is there anything when you were growing up, uh, see yourself maybe doing what you're doing today or you were aiming for something that is totally different and you end up, ended up in the lane that you're at by default? Yeah, I grew up very weird. Funny enough, hey, I was like so weird because I started off when I was young, I lived in the East Rand at Binoni. And then there, I lived with my two brothers whereby they were like always boyish, always playing soccer. So I turned out to be a tomboy. Really? Yeah. I like majority of my childhood, I was bold. I wore wow. like a boy. It, like I had a very weird childhood. All right. I'm interested to hear the story. <laughs> All right. I'm here. So I'm here listening. I was a tomboy. I was like always playing soccer with my brothers, wrestling, all these rough sports that boys play. Mm-hmm. So then once I was old enough to live with my mother, I moved to this side in the West End. Sure. Whereby, because my mother is girly and stuff, I started learning how to be girly and then I started to, you know, inter- like be in t- more intact with my feminine side. So I started wearing pink, whereby it went extreme. Like from being a tomboy, I started wearing pink, glitter. Everything was just like too girly now. So yeah, that's what happened. Like I had a very weird transition. I used to wear pink all the At what time. age was this? I think it was... Seven, seven or eight. All right. Yes. Around seven or eight, I was like a princess. I used to even love Chopin and stuff like that from high school musical. I used to be like, I want glitter, I want a crown, I want heels, you know? Yeah. So I would play with my mother's heels. Well, she doesn't know. <laughs> Confession. Yeah. <laughs> so I would play with my mother's heels, which is not home. And then when she gets home, I just take them off quickly. Mm-hmm. And then to a point where I started to find myself and learn how, who is Sikhli, you know, as to like, what does she want? Since she's this confused person who started off as a tomboy to a girly girl to a shy, like extremely shy. I was introverted. I never used, to, even at family gatherings, like my family was like, this one is always sitting on her by herself. Like I was very introverted. And then I got to high school. High school, I wouldn't say I was a rebel, but can, can there I, was that point that where, you know, when yeah. you get into high school and you start, Experiencing things and stuff like that. So that's when I started to find myself. Then I entered my first pageant at school. So from there, I, I got scouted in a way. And then I entered my first agency, whereby that agency, then they started grooming us as models. That's where my modeling path started. So they started grooming us. Then I did all of my certificates for modeling, which are deportment, image, um, photographic and commercial artists. So after then, I decided to be a freelance model 
whereby I did a lot of photo shoots. I was a brand ambassador for a, v, a VMA company, whereby that company sponsored models to a lot of different companies that needed models. Sure. Yes. So after then, that's when I saw that I actually have a passion for the entertainment industry because I also used to write a lot. Like, since I was so introverted back then, I used to write. Like, everything I thought, I, I wrote. I wrote. I have, like, stories on stories whereby, like, I wrote. Yeah. Like, my heart out. So, I still love that. That's where I was like, okay, which career path consists of such, which is directing. So, then I decided to take that route, which was not easy because my family is, like, full of accountants, my mom studied accounting, my sister studied accounting, and then I'm here like, I want to be a director. <laughs> so it was like, okay, that's new in the family. Yeah, so, you're the black sheep. Yeah, right. but fortunately my family supported it because, cool. you know, when you work hard enough, they have no choice but to support you. I get you. So you leave them no choice, basically, sure. when you work hard. So then after that... Actually, actually, just to interject there, yes, sorry yes, about that. Okay. The funny thing is that... Um, Mostly, you know, in general, our black families don't really support yeah. such things. And it's always a challenge. And I think it's something that I actually wanted to ask SI Jones at some point that in terms of the support of the family, especially in the media industry and you're a DJ. I mean, dude, SI actually yeah, just. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Should we get to it now or? <laughs> I'll let her actually speak. We'll, yes, we'll come back we'll to, get it. to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a really great thing that you actually had a supportive mom. I can see mom, mom is in the studio. Mom um, in, in the, in, in the <laughs> background. <laughs> Shout out to Mamzo. <laughs> yeah, and it's really great right. to see such things. And yeah, mm. I mean, I'm sure that added a lot of inspiration on you. Yes, it did a lot because funny enough, even when there was a point where I was like, I'm give, like, you know what? I'm dropping this. I'm just going to go and study whatever that consists of the corporate world and work at an office and make money. Like, my mom was like, no. You know, she saw the, basically, she saw something that I didn't even see in myself sure. at some point where I was like, no, I'm just going to leave this. I'm going to quit out. I, I won't make money off this. So let me just leave this. So then she started like pushing me. It's like, don't give up. Whatever that people are saying, ignore it. Continue. Continue And the more I continued The more I grew The more I aspired More people So that was An actually great Support system That I needed And I got from her So yeah Alright cool So you were taking us Through your modeling journey You were You, you had entered a, a, a modeling agency You were being groomed And you yes. entered Your first pageant Which pageant was that? Okay the first pageant Well it was not really Like the First, first, but it was at school, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the modeling started, whereby I went to an agency. Then I started freelancing as a model. And then my first pageant was Miss Teen Commonwealth South Africa. Yes, whereby I made it to the top five. And from that pageant, like, I learned a lot. Like, I learned so much because it was a national pageant. Just like, I, I've never done any local pageants, funny enough. Not oh, is one. it? Yeah, I, I've never. All so right. then after that, I did um the face of Signature, which I was also a top five for. And then, yeah, it was, it was also a national pageant. And then I went on to Miss Tishy. Yes, yes, it was Miss Tishy, which I won. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so Miss Tishy, like, honestly, it made me dig into like my studies more as to like, okay, I get that I'm studying this, but in terms of other people, like where are they, you know, because people take education lightly now. They're like, okay, if this person can make it without education, I can do that too, which is not really the best mindset to have, you know, but your degree helps at some point in your life. It Mm -hmm. really does. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, as much as I'm in the, Entertainment industry I also want to have that degree As like Okay I can start my own Production company I can help other people And motivate them To not give up On these studies You know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I want to be Basically the outcome Of being at school And making it So yeah But besides that Like I've done I've done quite a lot I've done a lot of Radio interviews Mm -hmm. Um, I was a TV presenter For Soccer 411 On SABC 1 A tough 5 presenter Sure yeah, so I was, yeah, so and a lot of ads as well on the side. Now I know that a lot of girls have a lot of self, are very self-conscious, especially when it comes in the modeling space. 
um, and, and the requirements um, to be part of agencies and all of that, the challenges that they mm-hmm. face. You find yeah. that girls think that they, they're looking really beautiful and they deserve to be part of agencies. They get there. It's either they say they're too short, they're too tall, they're either too big or they need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, just share some of those challenges. Did you ever go through some of those challenges yourself? Sure. Funny enough, on my first agency... I was the fr- like I was the only black. Let me not say first because I don't know, you know, yeah. to be quite exact. But in my first agency, I was the only black woman. I was thick. They were tall, so it was quite a lot of pressure from me because I'm I was like short and you know thick. You know how us black women with curls on top of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh my gosh, I wanted to lose weight so bad. There was a breaking point where I was like. You know what? I'm gonna stop food like sure. completely. If if you know I just run out of breath or pass out, it's okay. I'll get back up, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I was literally at that point where I didn't want to eat. I'll just drink water. Then I was like, okay, no, but I'm starving. Yeah, <laughs> I need a bit of food. Sure. But then I worked on my skills so much that even though I was thick, even though I was shorter than most people, and the only black woman there I was like Okay They saw potential in me Because I worked on my skills To You know Outshine them So you know what I have to work Extra harder Than everyone else To achieve the same goal sure. At the end of the day Which I did not mind Because I am a, a hard worker So mm-hmm. I don't mind the challenge Yeah Any challenge actually I don't mind all right, and I'm always willing to learn something new. So yeah. that's great. Now tell me, did you grow up? Um, did you grow up uh, watching a lot of these? Because mis- I know, I mean, the, in terms of the beauty um, um, space, mm-hmm. I mean, I um, personally, as a guy, mm-hmm. I, I've got sisters, and they've always watched watched Miss South Africa, and it was a big thing in the days where what what's the lady name name of the lady Basetsana? Basetsana Kumalo. Yes. Ooh. In those days, it was something that is very big. I mean, it was televised, people followed it and whatnot. In terms of, did you also grow up watching those kind of things? I only did that only when I started moving with, in with my mother, when I started being girly. Because when I was in the East Rand, we'd watch soccer all the time, Chinese movies, you know, <laughs> wrestling. <Yes. laughs> so... When I moved in with my mom, I started being girly, so I started watching more of that. Although I didn't see myself as one of those people, and mm-hmm. funny enough, I am now. I used to watch it and be like, oh, she's beautiful, oh, she's amazing, and stuff like that, not knowing that that is actually my path, you know? Sure. Yeah, so, it was quite a, yeah, it was, I had a, a weird transition in my life. It was so weird. I wanna, I wanna ask you something. In, in terms of you being, being a tomboy. Yes. Did you, was it something that you did it willingly or is it something that really you had a struggle emotionally? Cause, I mean, there's people that, be, that do these things because it's a, it's fashionable. No. Or no. there's something that they just wanna explore and they, they wanna switch back again. For you, what, what was it that really influenced you that made you become a tomboy and then switch again to become normal? Thing is, I lived with my brothers, so basically, the only people I'd spend most of the time with is my brothers. So that's, I mean, they rough and stuff. So I thought, okay, if they rough, that means I'm supposed to be rough. I didn't know the difference between a boy and a woman until you know I started growing up and stuff like that. So the more I spent time with them, the more I wanted to do whatever that they were doing, which I genuinely enjoyed. I still love playing soccer. Funny enough. Mm-hmm. I could wear my heels and play soccer. I don't mind any time, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't really a thing of it was an emotional mm-hmm. challenge. You no, know, it was not an emotional challenge. Just growing up around something mm-hmm. and becoming part of that something. All right, cool. Now, yes. in terms of being Miss Tertiary, what are some of the perks? What's the experience? How is it like for someone that's maybe listening back home and say, I mean, maybe they're in the modeling space. What is it that you can share in terms of achieving what you've achieved in in your modeling career? Okay, in terms of Miss Tertiary Essay, first of all, it's the first one in South Africa. There are many internationally, so I'm the first one. So I'm going to make sure that, you know, I carry the legacy in a a great manner. But in terms of the experience, shoo, it was a breeze. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a breeze. I won't even lie, like... In terms of the pageants that I've entered before, no, it took so much effort. They took long even to get to the final day of the pageant. So you become drained at some point. But with this one, it was a matter of, I finally know what I want. I know what 
my aspirations are I know what I'm working towards So once you know that Everything to be honest Like you flow sure. You flow You literally go from One charity home to the next And because I enjoy charity I genuinely enjoy charity work Even before the pageant So in terms of that Knowing that that is also One of the requirements It was like okay I know where I'm starting You know let's just do this mm-hmm. Went to radio interviews you know, it also comes with having a business mindset because when you go for radio interviews or apply to be even on radio, you know, sure. you have to have that business mindset. It's not just about, okay, I'm going to go there and look pretty. No, yeah. no one can see you even on radio. So, so uh-huh. yeah, so basically you have to have a business mindset. So in terms of the pageant, it's been an, an amazing experience, you know, and we have an amazing founder by the name of Lungako Magida. Mm-hmm. So she is a phenomenal woman. She's young, she's vibrant And as much as, you know, other pandas they, they give you prep talks and stuff She will make sure you are good She will make sure that, you know Whatever that you need to do is done I mean, we had to do votes And we'd email her, she'd email back, you know So she basically kept up with everything So shout out to her for that So it was an amazing experience, honestly And also public speaking Because I... I Genuinely don't like it mm-hmm. But the more I got to do it at schools The more I actually started enjoying it And becoming sure. comfortable And the response that I got from that Was totally amazing and mind-blowing So I was like, oh, this is actually quite nice Alright So yeah. Okay, cool Now, I just want to pose you a question Just a quick question yes, um, yes, yes. And um, I'm, I'm very passionate about Africa mm-hmm. And being African mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of the times Beauty is defined as being a yellow bone and, um, you know, at, to many people's, uh, perceptions, it's mm-hmm. general. I know it's a general statement. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody's that, that's their opinion, but mm-hmm. with the media and how beauty is being portrayed in terms of social yes. media and the influence of our minds mm-hmm. and you being in the beauty space, for you, what does it mean to be beautiful? For me, what it means to be beautiful is to have a beautiful heart. I mean, as much as we can be beautiful on our exterior, what's inside is what matters. I mean, it can take away your beauty right away. You can be beautiful outside as much as you want. But the moment you become ugly on the inside, it's like your beauty just fades in people's eyes. So the the external beauty is not everything, Mm -hmm. but the internal beauty is everything. So, And I find that very powerful because there's a lot of women out there, young ladies that are very, have a very low Mm self-esteem and they are beautiful, but because the conflict, they don't have the confidence to actually believe in themselves that actually I am beautiful. You understand what I'm saying? And it's something that I believe as females, you can actually correct me because I mean, I'm in a room full of females. It's something that females really, um, have to, they have to get it correct. Mm-hmm. It contributes, it either makes or breaks you. If you really don't believe that you're beautiful or you have a, a very deep self-consciousness about yourself, it really ruins in terms of other progressions in, in other spaces of your life, whether it's career, it's school and all of that thing. I mean, and I ask this question because you're in the beauty profession. Yes. And again, we're living in a time where ladies want to make themselves beautiful. I mean, we see ladies actually changing the color of their skin just so that they can fit in and be looked as beautiful. I mean, within the media space, that is. And it's a lot of things that we can actually discuss. But it's an interesting thing to hear your viewpoint um, in terms of... Of beauty and I'm going to ask the same question to you <laughs> just to rope you in what does beauty mean to you um I mean she she actually did quite a great job at kind of packaging everything up you know that yeah. up and putting a bow on it clearly she is a beauty pageant queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what does beauty mean to me I mean the exact same thing inner beauty is the essence and the core of all beauty mm. uh because like I the the, the the bible does say that outer beauty does wither to be quite honest with mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. honest to God yeah, truth that true. the outer beauty does with her. But inner beauty is, is, is in eternal. Mm-hmm. It, it is eternal. And I, I really, really am in agreement 100% with what, uh, Miss Tertiary 2018 <laughs> just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, completely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to pose a similar question and go with, um, in terms of the, a similar trend. Mm-hmm. In terms of your space and being a DJ. Yes. How important it is to make sure that you look on point. Cause I know your style, when I look at you, you're very, <laughs> you're standing out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, yo, I'm a, I'm a loud laugher. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Um, and, and, and you are right. Sure. Long ago, I think as women, it was kind of, we weren't, 
a woman, well, let me say rather long ago, um, the women in the DJing industry weren't as much in touch with their femininity as they are now. I think for some reason, I'm going to speculate, but anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was because you were possibly, you could possibly be taken less seriously as a female DJ if you looked too feminine. Mm. Um, because honestly speaking, it's still a thing today where they feel like, I did mention this, that you are not a good DJ or not a good, etc. If you, you get me right. Sure. So, um, today it is important to have an overall image. So if you're, if, if, if it's, it's, it's important to, 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 to look good and be, 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 be different, I think. Be different from what the males are trying to put onto the table. Yes, have skill, but you know what? Have one up on them, which is going to be your looks. If you are going to be a female um, entertainer, might as well fit the image as well. Do best with your image. I mean, we see it with all of our DJs, the rappers, the female DJs, the female rappers, yeah. um, the, the, the TV personalities, which they have to, but also the radio personalities as well. But we see it. Across the the board when it comes to just entertainment, entertainment and, and females. Sure. So you need to, it's part of the image. It's part of the overall image. So I think it's very important to take care of your overall image. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an important for, especially for packaging, uh, your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you see, say, what, who's your role model? Who do you look up to? Sure. I have so many role models. It's like quite weird, but I look up to Basisana Kumano. She's a hard working lady. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. She works that lady. So with me, I don't mind working. Hence, she is my role model. I love actually working. When I'm not doing it, it's like what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. <laughs> so I am a hard worker. So Basisana Kumano is like an aspiration to me because everything that she is is what I aspire to become. Mm-hmm. So that is an amazing thing, but as well as my the founder of the pageant, funny enough. Yeah. Sure. I look up to her because she is trying to bridge a gap in terms of the fees nice fall. Because um one of the prizes for Miss Tissue SA is a scholarship. Actually for the three princesses as well. So it's basically a scholarship and as well as money and yeah, you know, I can't Tell my prices <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and a car and a whip. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so and a car as well. Sure. So it, the pageant aims to bridge gaps in mm. terms of financial struggles in, in schools and tertiaries, which is quite, yeah, it's, th- it's still a thing right now because the fees, guys, the fees. They're very expensive. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You sweat to pay those fees. So yeah. I am really like very inspired by her for doing this and starting it in SA. You know, mm-hmm. and she was very smart about it because she made sure that the prizes are there. Sure, you know, it made sure that people look up in terms of tertiaries and all of that. I mean, who wouldn't want to win such prizes? You know, so more people enter tertiaries to be part of Miss Tertiary. All right, and then and then <laughs> for, for you, SI, who do you look up to? Mm. Angelina Jolie. Why? No guys I love her You know why Um, That woman has Has made a huge footprint In also a male dominated Industry which is action movies Number one She became the number one action leading role Lady in action movies That's great Sure, Love that about her Number two um, I did mention that I am an aspiring philanthropist. That woman works with kids in underprivileged nations. Um, and that's one thing that I'm also, I'm doing. In fact, I volunteer at a children's home, um, here in North Riding. So that, that, that kind of, um, social connect with your profession, with your profession is very important. And that's one of the reasons why I can safely say I look up to her. Mm-hmm. Sure, role model number two. If I have a, another role model, honestly speaking, I look up to. I want to say she's a role model. Well, let me let me let me let me say my mama, guys. Yo, actually, uh, I nearly she, forgot I my mama. Forgot, yo, your mama just. Oh my god, my mom collapsed. She's right. Sure, my mom. I actually didn't want to forget my. I didn't forget her, but I don't want to be a cliche and yeah. name her first. Do you get me? Yeah. But my mama is honestly that woman. Took me, you know, when 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 Miss Tashiri mentioned um, the varsity thing, that woman took me um, throughout a degree at Rhodes University. The tuition there is about eighty k a year. 
people I are. I do not know how That's she a lot did of that. Money. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know how she did that to this day. I don't even want to ask. <laughs> but she did it. She's very strong. She did it. Exactly. Yeah. And and she's a nurse. She's a nurse. So it was just like on a nurse's salary, this woman took me out through Rhodes University. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons why that she's my role model. But also she's very funny. So funny women are great. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, yeah. number three, just so I can wrap that off. I look up to Rihanna Yalm. I really do. Sure. Because <laughs> the Rihanna thing. thing. I know, but I, the Angelina Jolie, that's new to me. But I can see why. Mm. Like, it makes sense. The, mm-hmm. Rihanna is a big deal. Mm-hmm. She's a big deal. She is, she's pop culture. She's influential. She's the lady that says, you know what? I, I, I will wear whatever I want and I will not be confined to whatever standards. Of whatever male feel like they need to And by the way She really I, I love that woman I love her Like A lot of men sexualize her But she's like Rolls eyes <laughs> Whatever mm-hmm. You know I love that about her And especially if If I'm a woman And I, I don't even like to I'm attractive And that's I, I'm the attractive guys Sorry <laughs> Look, don't Dimple be apolog- guys. don't be apologetic. You're allowed to yeah, say that. No, guys. Very confidently. And, so. and and being sexualized as a woman is the worst thing ever. It's annoying. Stop that, by the way. Yo, yeah. men, stop it. It's very annoying. So for us to be able to roll our eyes and go, yo, I am not wearing these short shorts for you. I'm wearing these short shorts for me. So Rihanna did that. Rihanna said, these tits are not out for you, but they are because it looks good in this outfit, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. So the you. fact that she protests, you know, woman, woman uh, liberalism. Yeah. Number one. All right. True. Now, in terms of your modeling, where do you see yourself in the future? I see myself as the next Miss S.A. But also I see myself growing my brand You know Mm -hmm. Um, I have a brand called House of Significance Whereby I hire out evening dresses Mm -hmm. So I'll also be looking for models for that You know Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the model for that anymore sure. I just gonna I'm just gonna look for models for that and as well as if it's possible actually I'm gonna make it possible um, having my own agency you know especially based in the local areas as like townships and stuff mm. those people have so much passion the more community work I did I realized how much passion these people have and how much they literally are willing to drop anything and everything to make sure that okay if they see a way out maybe if they see me they'll be like oh can can I please um can you please teach me how to model um can you plug me you know those type of things like oh your passion dude they'll tell me their struggles and stuff like that and how whatever that they're working towards is like basically the doors aren't many for them, you mm. know. So I want to be that door for them, that key for them to be able to venture out in internationally, not even nationally, internationally. Yeah. So that is my career path in terms of modeling. In terms of your other spaces, where do you see yourself going? As a director. All right. I, in term, I told you that I write, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to take the pieces that I wrote and make it a reality. Awesome. So I want to be able to direct series, soapies, you know, yeah. your Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yes, I want to be able to direct that. But I've also tried, not tried actually, I've started to work with upcoming artists and direct their music videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've started that, although I haven't got my degree yet. Mm-hmm. I want by the time I get my degree, you know, I'm just rolling. Sure. Rolling. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. And to you, S.I. Jones. I love that what, you call me S.I. Jones, by the way. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't objected, but like, yo, it's so cute. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but it's your brand name. Yeah, yeah, but honestly, a lot of people call me, it's actually Sai, mm-hmm. but a lot of people call me S.I. Yeah, a lot of people call me S.I. Jones, yeah. and a lot of people call me um, C. C. And jo- yeah, I thought you were saying at Sai Jones as, as, in as your, the handle. handle. Maybe that's the, 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 the no. origination. I realized that you were saying so, so, yeah, so, yeah. It's cute, no? It is cute. Uh, <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> you were saying. So what's the correct flashing. way to say? It? <laughs> sorry. What's the correct way to say? It? It's Sai Sai Jones. Yes, because it rolls off the tongue easier, and you can put it on anything like fragrances, and clothes, I was part merchandise. Of the naming process. Where are you? Uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> expose each other. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> okay, don't <laughs> talk about together it. Together with a pen and paper, writing Listen, down all these options. <laughs> and that was the time where you came to Johannesburg yes. to sort of like settle. I don't want to expose media. you, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk all about right. it. I remember. Quick, yes, reaching the yes, end of the yes, show, yes, very yes. quickly. Your future endeavors.
endeavors Where do you see yourself in the future And, and, and just share anything that people should look out for from, Very quickly Very quickly Short term music I'm working on an EP, a three-track EP, um, which is going to be um, 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 all things house music. Well, not all things house music, just the the the, the, the everything that creates that rather not creates. That um, what's what's the English word of that? That, that represents, thank you. Sure. <laughs> that represents me as um, as a DJ and who I am in music. Um, in the future. Production company, of course, mm. content on TV, mm. on radio, everywhere. Production company, I will own a media house. Awesome. That's the long-term goal. And you're, where can people catch you? Uh, social media, yes. it's at SI underscore the little dash on the bottom. Sure. Jones, Z-A, that's Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, it is SI underscore Jones, mm-hmm. like my page. Mm. And for bookings, it's bookings at SciJones.co.za. Awesome. And you, where can people catch you? So with me, people can catch me on Instagram, and then on Instagram I'm s double i underscore zonke, and then on Facebook I'm cpesitle zonke, mm-hmm. on Twitter I'm s double i underscore zonke. All right. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much, people, for listening. And this is Bokuzi signing out. It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show every Thursday. Catch us next week again. And again, you can tag me at at Bokuzi at Cliff Central hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. Thank you so much for listening in. Ciao. This is cliffcentral.com.